Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I am Carolina Gusek, your host, and today we have a fantastic guest that I can't wait to talk to uh, with all of you about. Her name is Terika. Terika, how are you doing today? Oh, my gosh. I, I'm exhausted, but I'm okay. I'm happy to be here. You know, there, there could be... Uh, it could be far worse. So I'm grateful. I'm, I'm super happy to be here with you. And I'm, I'm just so honored and excited that you asked me. So I can't wait to chat. This is going to ah, be amazing. Thank you so much. I've been following you for a while. and I've been wanting to have you on the podcast because you have such presence and great ideas <laughs> and a strong personality. And I love all of that. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm pretty sure all of those characteristics that you said so very nicely are what landed me in detention back in my Catholic high school. I'm pretty sure the nuns <laughs> not have said it as nicely as you have, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, you know, you need to be a rebel at some point. So maybe not appreciated exactly. back then, but appreciated now. Exactly. And you know, consistency is key. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. So Terika, what about you introduce yourself? You tell us what you do and all that good stuff. Sure. So my name is Terika. I am a wedding planner and designer and wedding industry educator, speaker um, in coastal Georgia. So a lot of people are like, oh, are you from Atlanta? I'm like, yeah, I'm nowhere near Atlanta. Uh, we have three beautiful islands off of the coast of Georgia. And that's where I'm at. I'm actually closer to Florida than I am um, to any big city. But what's super unique about my area is that I am technically a destination wedding planner. A majority of our clients come to us to get married. So I was pretty much rocking this Zoom thing before COVID reared her ugly face. Oh. You know, it was like I'd have clients who say, hey, we're flying in. We would love to take you to dinner. And I'm like, oh, damn it. I got to put on pants. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I, I, I pride myself in offering what we call um, metropolitan style with low country charms. So I love to I infuse like technology. I really love because, again, I am my client's stilettos on the ground here. So when I'm doing, you know, vendor matchmaking, when I'm doing scouting, I have to do it a lot digitally or through video or online. So I really um, pride myself on providing a really great experience for my clients during the planning process that keeps them super involved and um, lets them keep the pulse, you know, their finger on the pulse of their planning while they are far away. So that is who I am. And um, kind of like what I do, we do everything from planning to design to guest concierge services to um, event management, what most people will call like uh, wedding day coordination. And then of course, like I said, I am also um, a speaker and an educator within the wedding industry. So I speak at a lot of the major 
conferences and you've probably seen me on a few webinars and on a few podcasts. I have a podcast of my own. So like I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere you want to be. I don't know who is that American Express's tagline. <laughs> that's I guess that's me. <laughs> that is amazing. And people might be wondering why, uh, why you're here because this is mostly for the photographers, but I wanted to mm-hmm. understand is like you, at the end of the day, this is also a business podcast. Absolutely. And one of the things that I really love about it is like we can take, you know, kind of like concepts from other, you know, parts of the industry or actually completely mm-hmm. different industry than ours and make it our own. And Agreed. you're so good at it. So I was like, definitely need to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You know, um, many, many moons ago when I was in college, I was a Miss America organization um, pageant contestant. And I had a coach who said, I should be able to drop you anywhere and snap my fingers and you do your talent right then and there. You cannot be scared. You cannot hold back. You have got to give it a hundred percent right there where we are. So we would be out looking for shoes. We would be out eating and she'd snap her fingers and bang, I was supposed to go right into a Mariah Carey song right then and there. And people are looking at me like, Oh, okay. So she hasn't had her meds yet. That's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) But now I get it, you know, as an educator and as a coach within our own industry, I tell my students the same thing. I tell my followers the same thing. I should be able to drop you anywhere and you learn something and you take something from it. So you're absolutely right. Even though, you know, I come from a different facet of the wedding industry, we should still be able to learn from each other and absorb things. You know what I mean? And I tell people all the time, you know what, take what you need and leave the rest. There is no need to gripe about, oh, this doesn't apply to me, whatever, whatever, because then you've already closed your mind off and nothing else is going to get in. So absolutely take what you need and leave the rest. You never know I may say something, you may say something, we may have a conversation together. And the next thing you know, it sparks some sort of um, inspiration for somebody to go in a totally different direction and, and come up with a great new business model. So it's yeah, already, that's, that's why I'm here. This already is fantastic. So much information already in that <laughs> piece of like, uh, so wow, this is going to be great. So today we're going to talk about diversity. I mean, like diversified your business and why that is so important. And if COVID had taught us anything is like we cannot put all our eggs in just one basket because then something like this happens and we don't have any income or we're Mm -hmm. struggling so so important to diversify our business so let's start right at the beginning of this and first of all why i mean why should we diversify and that what does that even mean Girl, you nailed it. So I'm going, all I'm going to do is just repeat everything you just said, because yes, when COVID hit, I hate to say it like this, but a lot of people got caught with their pants down. Mm. They were banking on this one stream of income and now it's gone. You know what I mean? We can't get our groups together. We, or we're extremely limited or um, we can't get our conferences together. So now everybody was having to do the, the nasty P word, which was pivot. We heard that all the time, pivot, 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 pivot. And you know, the diversification comes from being able to look at your business and say, what am I good at? And when you realize what you're good at, then you can see, well, maybe there's another avenue that I can kind of um, break off on this. Or maybe there is something else that I can do to bring out a whole new perspective or maybe even a whole new audience. You know what I mean? So maybe you're doing the same thing, but you're doing it for different people. 
there is one thing that I, I talked about um, a couple of months ago when the the stock market pretty much crashed when the, the big housing boom came on. We, we went through this before, you know what I mean? And, and here I am down here on this beautiful islands and, and I'm doing all of these weddings at these high-end resorts. And then now everybody's talking about becoming a recessionista. And this is when Pinterest really made the boom and you know hiring someone else to do this or you can DIY this or you don't need a photographer for this and you don't need a florist because you can make your own flowers and you can make your own backdrops and you know prop up something and it was just like okay here we go again so then this is where the whole different audience comes in I knew that I would not be able to do as much of the luxury events that I did before because of course things were were falling right Mm -hmm. so as opposed to doing luxury for the classes I said what if I could do luxury for the masses, meaning taking it to a a broader spectrum of my audience. So no, they're not necessarily going to get everything that my my high end clients got, but they would get a higher end experience at a lower quantity that they could afford. Because I realized they wanted the experience with me. They still wanted that experience of that wedding, but they didn't necessarily, it wasn't in their financial comfort zone. That's one thing I teach people to say too. So when you're talking to your clients, don't say budget. It's a nasty B word. Um, <laughs> say um, financial comfort zone. Because, because it. It, kinda, it, it lowers their, um, it, it lowers their, their anxiety and it lowers their defenses into thinking you're out of my budget. You're going to take me out of my budget. And, you know, we were all taught to say investment and now they hear it so much that it, it just feels like a ploy. But I feel like when you say, okay, well, you know what? Let's talk about your financial comfort zone because I don't want to exceed it. And I want to make sure everything that I find for you is going to bring you value both, you know, financially and emotionally with what it is that you receive. And so that's how we moved it from there. We, we created the experience within their financial comfort zone. So no, they weren't getting it on the grand scale of what our higher end clients got, but they were getting it on their scale and where it was. And that was a good way for me too, to make sure that I wasn't losing any money. You know what I mean? Because if you're trying to do the high end stuff at a lower cost, then yes, you're doing more work for less pay and in no place on any corner of this globe is it is that cute at all it is not correct we're not doing that however if you are able to make it very proportional and that um you know you are putting it within their financial comfort zone then it works out so much better and so even then it's all about the mindset and 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 really changing it so when you're diversifying and you're coming up with let's say quote unquote smaller packages it all it really takes is first of all the drive to do it and the drive is going to come from you don't have any work and you don't have any money so you've already got that you know cleared up right there and then it's also going to come with a mindset change and a vocabulary change so you're going to have to get out your trusty dusty thesaurus so like i said we're not going to say budget anymore we're going to say financial comfort zone love it say, um well you know what you could just do something smaller no because then it it feels very diminutive it feels like we are you know taking something away from them or we're saying that it's not good enough that we use the word intimate you know what i mean very very close and and, and intimate and we also don't say cheaper and we don't say more expensive 
because then it feels like if, it, if they're getting something cheaper, then again, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Even if that is what they want, they everybody wants to get a good deal, but they don't want to feel like they're being cheap, right? And then everybody may feel like that something is going to be more expensive or they want something expensive, but it may frighten people off. So we don't say cheaper and we don't say expensive. We say less cost intensive and more cost intensive um, for those. This is, this is a masterclass on wording. <laughs> So, you know, as you're diversifying your your products and your services, you also have to diversify your mindset and your vocabulary because if you don't believe it and if you are not to if you're not able to speak it, then nobody's going to believe you. You know what I mean? Jay-Z had a great quote in one of his songs where he says, you know what, we don't believe you. You need more people. And it's so true. Like, if you don't believe it, then nobody else is going to believe it. Nobody else is going to vouch for you. Nobody else is going to co-sign or or actually um, buy anything that you're selling. So to take it all the way back to your original question, I apologize, but this is why... We should be diversifying so that we can stay in demand. That was the worst thing in um, back in, you know, when the housing market crashed was that for wedding planners, we were so in demand because it was like we were we were a luxury, but everybody felt like they had to have it. You know what I mean? It was like we knew all of the connections. We had all of the referrals. And then it went to I can just do it myself. And, you know, I can just hop on Pinterest or I can just get a friend or I can just find, you know, I can just get a DSLR and and a tripod and I'll be good. And that doesn't replace our art. And that's what you really have to be able to sell as well. You have to sell your experience and you have to sell your art in order for people to understand the value of the price tag attached to that service. If they don't have the value or the price tag attached to that service, then they aren't going to buy it. They're not going to see it. It's just going to be, oh, they're too expensive or you know what, I really can't afford them or I'll just do it myself. And that is not where you want to go. And then even then through those times, you had people say things like, well, you know, it's it's a hard time and you know what can you can you is this the best you can do and i always hated it when people would say that and my retort would always be yes this is absolutely the best i can do because you are getting the absolute best of me so this is what my pricing is and my pricing is based on my talent not your budget so if we are basing things on your financial comfort zone then we have to scale down there has to be some sort of give and take here but when you talk about diversifying, you want to make sure that you are still in demand, that people still need you. So you have to you have to sell the feelings. That's what I tell people all of the time. You have to sell the feelings. And sometimes those are bad feelings, Carolina. Like you, you have to sell, well, you know what? Do you really want to run late? Do you really want the anxiety of running late to your ceremony or to your reception because all of your photos weren't done? on time, you know what I mean? Or because you didn't do a first look or because you don't have a second shooter or because we don't have all of these hours in place. You don't want your guests to wait and be upset and hungry, sell the feeling. So you have to kind of like massage that anxiety and then come in and save the day, put your cape on and save the day and say, this is why we have X, Y, Z in our package. This is why we have, oh, and that's another thing I, I, I said, a bad word. Um, I always say collections and not packages too, because collections just sound so much nicer. But, you know, you just come in and, and you swoop the day, but you really have to be a, a forward thinker. 
You know what I mean? You have to really see the gaps in your market and see where you can fit in. Girl, I had so many people like coming up with whole new businesses and they're like, yes, we offer wedding planning, but now we also offer um, upholstery services. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's one hell of a pivot. Where are you going with this? Like you, you don't want to dilute your brand at all. You want to find a place where it is very natural for you to fit in, where it's very natural for you to be in demand and that whenever things ebb and flow, you can make the change with, you know, the, um, with, with, with the, the current tides and, and, and with the times, that's very important. But a lot of, for example, I'll give you another example. <laughs> I always love to give music and entertainment examples love because it. they seem to make sense. I can remember many moons ago, it's almost like 20 some odd years ago, when J-Lo first started singing. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, she's an actress. Why is she going to start singing? And, you know, why is she dancing now? But nobody really knew that that was J-Lo's talent. That, that's what J-Lo did before she was even an actress. So it just made sense. Whatever your pivot is, whatever your diversification is, it has to add to your brand and it has to make sense. If you have previous experience in that area, then yes, by all means do it. If you have previous experience in upholstering chairs, then baby, you know what? May the Lord be with you. Go do it. Go have at it. But I wouldn't necessarily, unless it, it, it speaks to your brand or unless you're doing it with your brand in mind and these are going to be custom pieces that make sense for your brand, then it's not something I would tie the two of them together necessarily. But, you know, for example, I remember when, um, and I just wrote a blog post on this, but I remember when the MTV Awards came on, I think it was last year, and they had iced tea there and people were like, oh my God. Why is Detective Tutuola announcing a, a, why is he on a music award? And I'm like, these people don't even know that like he was a hardcore rapper, you know, like 50 Cent, he was a rapper before he was a producer. Queen Latifah was a rapper before she was, you know, an actress. So it's like, if you have the talent to move on, yes, diversify yourself so that you can make these, these changes for, for everything, because, you know, Another thing with diversification is also realizing that you don't always have to be out front. You know what I mean? You could be an investor in something. Maybe your talent, maybe your key is being behind the scenes and letting someone else be up front. So maybe you could be the think piece and someone else will do all of the work, but you could still you know, really gain the the benefits and, and some of the profit from it. For example, here I go again with my hip hop references. Nas rapper bought into ring the the video doorbell you know what i mean he's a major investor and that you don't see him out here rapping about you know seeing somebody at his door you don't see him you don't even know that he's involved but he saw a market where he could get into it and so now he's diversified himself the same thing goes for you so sometimes we have to check our ego and say you know what it's okay if i'm not up front it is okay if i offer a piece of my expertise or a piece of my art or a a piece of my genius to something else that someone else can add something to, and then we go from there. I think that that's really important because quite honestly, there are opportunities everywhere. We just need to make sure that our eyes and our minds are open. Oh, so great because I feel like all of this is a little bit of, a, a lot of mindset. I think that sometimes we get caught up in like what we pretend, like not pretend, but like this kind of like, 
personality that we have taken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For example, wedding photographers. This is something that I see a lot in the industry. They're like, I am just a wedding photographer and I cannot be a family photographer because yep. nobody's going to take me seriously. I'm like, yep. that is kind of like the same concept. Also, you're serving the same people. People that yes. are married, now they're yes. going to families. So like, <laughs> I don't understand where the disconnect comes from. Like, it's Exactly, like, exactly. So I think that is really good what you said that one is stay, you know, good within kind of like your brand, like look mm -hmm. at opportunities that make sense within something that you have already created. So you don't have to start from zero, but in the case that you have to start from zero, you don't need to be again, the person in front of it. You can just Absolutely. be, as you said, the behind the scenes and all that good stuff. So, I mean, this is great, great information, all this good, but there is this saying on the streets that I don't like because it bothers me. <laughs> that is, you know, as soon as you said, and, and I go back to like wedding photography, when you say like, oh, I'm a wedding and family photographer and people are like, mm, they give you like the no, no look. And then they say like, right. oh, jack of all trades, master of none. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? It's photography. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not saying that I'm a chef now. That I'm what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So how should we mentally address that because that becomes a little bit of a wall for a lot of people just sure. like a mental wall that they're like oh i don't want to do that because i don't want to perceive as like not an expert hey this is a quick episode intermission to let you know that my pinterest class the art of pinning will be available in early december if you're interested in learning how to use pinterest to drive qualified traffic into your website this class is for you if you want to be the first one to know about the release date for this class, plus get a freebie that will teach you how to get your Pinterest account ready for success, go to thetalkrepublic.com forward slash join. Now, let's get back to the episode. Absolutely. Okay, so, you know, I, I think that, like you said, that's in the same realm. You know what I mean? That doesn't even make sense for me, for people to say, well, I don't even like those two. Like, like do weddings not have families in them so i don't i don't understand okay but that's another story for another day but i think that we do have to be very mindful that we don't spread ourselves thin okay and we don't spread our brands thin i always tell people this all of the time like you know if you're making what you know most italian people would say gravy for the rest of us <laughs> spaghetti you know spaghetti your marinara your sauce if you're you you get it out of God forbid a jar you didn't you didn't make it yourself, and that you know there's still like some at the bottom and you can't get it out so you're like oh okay I'll fill the jar up with a little bit of water and get it out when you fill the jar up with water you didn't make more sauce okay you just made sauce flavored water so when you add more things to your brand you are you are not making yourself better all of the time you are just making you know your brand, a water flavored part of your brand. So you have to be very picky about the things that you add so you're not diluting your brand. So it's not like, you want it to be where, I'll say it like this, there is no need to be everywhere. You need to be where it matters. Mm -hmm. That is what's very important. And I feel like so many people are like, oh no, I have to be seen here and I have to be seen there. And that is not always the key. It has to make sense. Oprah, she had her show, then she had her magazine, then she had, well, no, Oprah had her show, she had her book club, she had her magazine, and then she had her network. All of that is media. So that diversification makes 
sense. It all and her brand is always the same. And they're all acting under the same audience. Exactly. Eggs. And then what's even great is that, you know, they just funnel into each other. So, you know what I mean? It's just like she gets bigger and bigger and she keeps selling to the same people and they keep loving her. And then some other people will bring in more people and it, it, it just works. But when you do diversify and you diversify and you spread yourself out so thin and you're doing so many things, you're doing wedding photography, you're making spaghetti sauce, you are making escort cards, you are pressing dresses. You know, it does look like you are doing everything and you're not good at one thing. Mm. If you focus at being amazing at this one thing, when you say, okay, well, what else can I, what else can I share this with? What else can I create an experience with that will have the same look and feel for my brand? Then that's how you Oprah it. You know what I mean? That's how you Oprah it as opposed to making um, more marinara flavored water. So I think that it's, it's very important to realize that in, it's not only about your mindset, it is the mindset about your client too. So if your client sees you in all of these non-adjacent areas, they do have this like, well, okay, one, are they good at any of this because they're so spread out? Two, are they gonna have time to do what I need them to do? So if you are going to spread out, first, of course, you definitely need the time and you need the art, you need the dedication, but you also need to make sure that you can delegate because you don't need to be doing everything by yourself. So you can either delegate to an automation or delegate to another person or to another company to make sure that the experience is always the same across the board and that it does not falter. So it can't be super high for your wedding photography and then super low for something else. You know what I mean? If it's your brand, then the we're selling you. We're selling the experience. We're selling the feelings. The experience has to be the same across the board. And if a client feels like you are already spread too thin, then they're gonna be like, mm, I just I just can't. But if you do, like you said, if you position yourself correctly, then we can pull off an Oprah. We can say, okay, well, I did your wedding. So now I can do your newborn photos. Now I can do your family photos. Now I can do your, you know, your reunion. And it just becomes something that just makes so much sense that you, it's natural. You are the go-to that they wanna think about because, you know, they already have this relationship with you. These people who watched Oprah's show, of course they trusted her when she said, read this because they had this relationship with her. They trusted her advice. So when she said, okay, well now I have a magazine where we're gonna talk about all of the things that we talk about on my show and I'm gonna share my favorite things. And they're like, yes, give me more of it. Of course I want to do that. And when she says, now we're gonna take this to digital content and we're going to take this to you know, movies and videos and talk shows. And there, everybody's like, yes, I already love what you've given me. So of course I'm going to watch watch it. Even when we followed her personal journey, that's another thing too, where I feel like, again, if it's something that you are connected to and it's something that you have history with, just taking it back to our JLo conversation, then there may be an avenue for you to diversify. When Oprah had her her weight loss challenges, everybody knew about it. People could connect with that. That made it very real. So when Oprah had her own little division of Weight Watchers, everybody was like, yes, absolutely. I know this journey with her. I trust this journey. She has experience. I'll go there with her too. So be a master of yourself. Be a master of your art and people will buy into that. 
Absolutely. Oh, so, so good. And yes, definitely so many great examples and all that. And as you said, like just on your own personal brand, like you were just like this luxury wedding planner. And mm -hmm. then, you know, you start working still with wedding planning, but, you know, doing a little bit of different mindsets, different mm -hmm. vocabulary to, you know, attract, yes. as you said, more people, but also you diversified into teaching, speaking, mm -hmm. and those things, uh, those make sense, those things made sense because you had already worked with the wedding industry. Yes. So like, yes. Not really kind of like your clients, but now you're diversifying with like the people that you have worked with before. Absolutely. Absolutely. The same thing also with this podcast. Like I started as a wedding photographer and then the first, you know, people that I interviewed were people that I had worked with and mm -hmm. as things started growing, you know, like I started gaining, you know, credibility within that different industry that is still ties back to photography. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. So it's a little bit of having a little bit of like the thinking hat on and thinking yes. about what you are really good that kind of that you kind of still use your audience mm -hmm. to, you know, monetize. And it's kind of like the low hanging fruit, but sometimes we don't even see that because we're overwhelmed with other thoughts. Sometimes it's just right. really good. You're absolutely right. We're either overwhelmed with thoughts, with so many other thoughts, or we have our blinders on and we're like, no, I can only do this one thing. And there is just one other thing I want to touch on too. Sure. Is that, you know, when I was saying drop your ego, you might be able to be a part of something and be behind the scenes. And like you just said, you know, we get so overwhelmed. We're only focused on one thing. We think, oh, well, you know, I have to do this one thing because I am the first blah, 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 or I am the only blah, blah, blah that's here. And there is a difference, a very stark difference between first, only, and best. Mm. Because you are the first person to do it just means that. It just means you are the first person to do it. There could be someone else that comes after you that, you know, may be better. They may have a different perspective and a different take on it. It doesn't negate anything about you, but being first, it, it, it only adds so much to your value. You actually have to be good at what you do. If you are the only person who does what you do, that doesn't necessarily make you the best either. It just means that there is nobody else that they can compare you to at that time. So again, that doesn't add any value to you. But when you are the best, it means that you have been tested, you have been proven, you've been compared to other people in your area or in your realm of expertise and you are the best. So we really do have to take our blinders off and realize, you know, just because you were the first doesn't mean you're gonna be the last, doesn't mean you're the best. Just because you're the only doesn't mean that someone else isn't gonna come along and, you know, pop up and do that as well. But when you are the best, it means that you are constantly evolving. You are constantly moving. And you know what? I, I totally stand by this. The more you earn, I'm sorry, the more you learn, the more you earn. If you are not trying to evolve and, and you know, get your craft together and invest in yourself, other people, other clients, other um, creative partners have no need or desire to invest in you either. So that's, I always get so tickled and also very confused when I see some of my students or some of my attendees who like have these high prices and they're like, well, I really can't afford such and such course, or I can't afford to go to this conference. And I'm like, okay, well, you're asking, you're asking someone with a really great brand to invest in you by giving you a referral you are asking a client to invest in you by paying this very high price tag. What are you doing to invest in your brand to make sure that whoever is making this either emotional or financial 
or reputation investment in your brand that they're going to get some sort of return on it. And they're like, um, well, you know, and then we get into a whole other pricing conversation, which is another discussion for one snowy night by the fire. <laughs> but you know, you just, you, you really have to take this part. I'm not going to say I'm glad COVID happened, but I think that COVID happened at a point where everybody was hustling and bustling so fast that they really didn't take the time to see if their processes were even working, if they were even making the money, if there was anything that they needed to learn how to do better or that they just needed to learn how to do period so that their businesses could work. It slowed us down to really take a look at our businesses and see what worked and what didn't. 100% 100% a check to the eagle it was. Because- Absolutely, a chin check. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. then Absolutely. You, you, you hear of all these people that you perceive to be extremely busy and successful mm-hmm. and then now you see them like really struggling and all that. Yes. So, you yes. know, another great thing for business is like stop worrying about what other people are doing because perception, yes, perception is everything but perception doesn't pay the bills. Absolutely, so, there it is. There it is right there. So there you go. So we talk a little bit, I mean, you kind of like talk a little bit about this uh spread you spraying yourself so thin that burnout happened and Mm -hmm. that's something that we should definitely run away from avoid what are some of the things that we can do or those red flags that we really need to pay attention when we are you know in this process of diversifying that is a healthy you know process between something that is going the wrong way and we're just like gonna burn down yeah so you know burnout can happen so easily and it creeps up on you. You know what I mean? It's like that fruity drink that you get from the bar and you're like, oh wow, this is absolutely nothing. I got this. And then next thing you know, you turn around and you're on the floor. So that's how burnout works (laughs) sometimes that you don't know it until it's too late that you miss the red flags of quite honestly, you're not being as excited as you once were to do what you wanted to do. You're not excited about interacting with your clients. You open up your inbox and you're like, you know what, I would much rather drink a whole gallon of bleach than to deal with any of this right now. Certain things, even if it's just small things, just really irritate you and you're like, cause you're always on edge. Um, you let a lot, uh, there's a lot of unforced errors. Maybe you forgot to quote something. Maybe you didn't look at something correctly and you gave the wrong information. Um, maybe you didn't contact someone when you said you would. And that's because you're probably trying to do too much. You're overwhelmed or you're just not motivated. You just don't feel like doing it. So those are some um, really good red flags that you need to look at. And you have to be honest with yourself about it. And I do too. You know, I, I manifest my stress through, I manifest my stress physically before I do it mentally. So like in my head, I'm like, yeah, this is a bit much, but I'm okay. I've got it. And my body is like, girl, no, 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 you do not have it. You do not have it at all. Yeah. It's like, this is why your skin is breaking out. This is why you're not sleeping. Like, hello, you do not have this under control at all. So you really have to be honest with this about yourself and you have to be honest. I was just telling my best friend about this. I was saying, you know what? I I have a few more weddings um, on the calendar in the next uh, month and I'm I'm taking a huge break because I've done everything from, you know, still speaking, teaching classes, selling products, you know, working with all of my clients, moving clients, postponing clients, canceling clients or whatever. And it's like, I really just, and then now, you know, that's, that's just professionally. We haven't even talked about how all of this has affected us personally. You know, mm-hmm. I have four children. 
My children are taking classes from home. I have a special needs son that I have to actually do his therapy and take his classes with him. So, you know, in the first parts of the morning, I am literally in class for the whole part of the morning. And then I have to switch gears and then go into business mode and then do everything that I have to do there and then flip it again and go back into mom mode and cook dinner and, you know, check homework and all of that other stuff. And it leaves very little time for me. And it's very true that you cannot pour from an empty cup. But I also, when I I speak about this, I also talk about draining your sponge. If you put a sponge in water and it just, and you leave it there and it absorbs so much, it cannot clean effectively because it is so soggy and sodden with water, but nothing else can get in it either. So it, 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 pretty much renders that sponge useless. So you have to drain your sponge. You have to drain the work. You have to drain the stress. You have to drain the tasks so that you can absorb more inspiration. You can absorb more communication so that you can be more effective and and work successfully. So I was telling my best friend, you know what, after all of this is done, I really think that I need, I'm going to take a break. I'm just going to disconnect for a couple of days. And that's from everybody, even the kids, because I, I need it for me. I cannot be the best brand. I can't be the best mom. I can't be the best daughter, sister, best friend if I am completely overwhelmed. And, you know, big breaks are important, but little breaks are important too. So enforce your office hours if you have them. Um, if you do not use some sort of productivity technique or any type of time blocking, I strongly suggest that you, you find one that works for you. There's quite a few out there, quite a few apps that you can use like Pomodoro or um, Eat the Frog. There's different techniques that you could use, but you need to find something that works for you so that you can you can make progress every single day. And then when it is time to stop you stop because you have to have that time to decompress. Even if it's in your mind that, oh my God, I have to deal with this tomorrow. Don't deal with it until tomorrow. Give yourself that time. Even if you're just laying up in bed, watching Netflix, doing a crossword puzzle, playing a game on your phone, you need that time to just relax, go to sleep, drink your water, try to stay as healthy as possible. Not only because you know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but because if your health isn't well, then you won't be well. And that's just gonna be one other thing that you have to deal with, feeling groggy and tired and lethargic and unmotivated. And and that's not anything that you need to um, to have to deal with either. So if you really want to avoid burnout, find you a really great productivity technique and set boundaries and limits You know, to your time. When it's time to stop, stop. Don't answer that extra email or schedule that email to go out the next day um, to a client if it's after hours. If you are texting clients, let them know that you don't answer anything after a certain you know period of time or don't answer, don't do texting at all because that can be a true infringement on you know yourself because you always have your phone with you and people assume that you know just because you have your phone with you and it's just something quote unquote quick you know I just have a quick question but those quick questions happen 24 hours a day and it mm-hmm. doesn't give you a chance to escape it doesn't give you a chance to put up that boundary so definitely find you a good way to work efficiently when you're working and then find a boundary that you can put in place so that when you're not working, you can actually decompress and relax and be ready to attack the next day when you have to work productively and efficiently. Uh, you're a wealth of information. So good. So good. I'm inspired. I'm like, oh, thank you. 
<laughs> so, Terika, you said that you have your own podcast, you have classes. Tell us a little bit about this. Like, if people want to know more about what you do, what you teach, please. Yeah, absolutely. So, I my podcast, I don't even know if all three of my listeners are listening to this. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, my podcast is called She Doesn't Even Go Here. Shout out to all my Mean Girls fans. You guys know exactly what that means. Um you can find it on Spotify, Apple, etc. But it's just me talking about certain topics and things that I care about. And it's just like me rambling on. And I'm just like, all right, that's it. That's you know, it. We'll I'm done. Need that outlet, you know, great. Right. So I say, you know what? If you love me, then this is like having me in your pocket. Like, this is like knowing what I think about certain things. And I try to give out, you know, a, a few thought provoking things that help people understand um, why things are the way they are or why things should be differently and how they can integrate that into their businesses. Um, I offer a proposal course called Seven Steps to Yes that teaches people my technique on writing uh, sales proposals. I had to change the way that I, I did my sales proposals because I I wasn't getting the couples that I wanted, to be quite honest with you. I wasn't getting the, the weddings that I wanted or I felt like that were super reflective of my brand. And once I changed over how I did my proposals, I book close to, I want to say maybe 80, 85% of everybody I send a proposal wow, to. Wow, so great. Yeah, so I've got a really great return on that. So I started teaching people how to do that. And that, that's applicable for anybody. I think I've had like florists, photographers, uh, mobile bar people take take that course. Um, I have a, another course about, you know, creating your brand and, and making your brand irresistible and unstoppable. That's called Here Comes the Brand. And I also have something called Hustle Sold Separately. And I came up with Hustle Sold Separately this year and it's kind of during COVID because I realized that, you know what, hiring a coach is super expensive and time, you know, courses can be super time consuming and people, they just need the help that they need right there. So Hustle Sold Separately is a collection of different hustles and they teach on different things. One like work-life balance, pricing, um, creating really great services that your clients just have to have, client onboarding, et cetera. And all of them, they start at $27. So you can just get in, get what you need, and you can, within two hours, you can make changes to your business that are, it's gonna make you more productive or um, more profitable. That's that's my take on that. So that's where I'm at. And, you know, you can find me again on my podcast. I think I'll be um, I'll be speaking with Isle Academy. Um, oh. Isle Planner's putting on an amazing free week-long virtual conference called Isle Academy next month. And so you'll see me there. I'm talking about, I believe, oh, slaying bridezilla. Yeah. <laughs> so if you ever had those really, really, really testy clients, um, you might want to check that one out. And then uh, next month, I'll be I'll be talking about my sales uh, my sales process and my proposal process, as well as um, how to really produce an effective wedding day for and wedding MBAs virtual conference in November as well. So that is where I am. Awesome. And what a way, you know, circle back to that, you know, diversifying your own business. Like mm -hmm. there you are, you're a wedding planner. And now, as I said before, a speaker, you're teaching, you know, things about mindset and business mm -hmm. and all that. So. If this is not a great example, how you can, you know, move your business forward, I don't even know what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, something that I always ask my guests before we wrap it up is like, what are you currently loving? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I am obsessed with, um, 
taking time out for myself right now. <laughs> That's what I'm obsessed with. I am so obsessed with um, just hanging out and, and reading and listening to um, lo-fi hip hop or um, watching Netflix, um, The Double All the Time. And oh God, what was the other one? I'm watching Ratchet right now. It's absolutely <laughs> amazing. So yes, I am just really loving my downtime and you know spending it with my kids and and watching some really great tv listening to some great music eating some great food and um not missing out on these precious hours and and days that are often denied to many so that's what i'm loving right now oh so good and once again where could people find you real quick like on yeah Instagram yeah yeah so like i that. am most i'm most active on um instagram my twitter and my facebook i'm pretty sure they need some cobwebs knocked off of them <laughs> but you can but you can find me there on instagram facebook and um twitter at cocktail terica and uh you'll get a little piece of me there too Awesome. So I make sure to link pretty much every single place that people can find you and your classes and, you know, your website and all that on the notes of this episode. Awesome. This was a master class on wording. And definitely, (laughs) thank you. I'm going to grab so many of the things you said and tweet about them and put them on on quotes on my, on my Instagram and (laughs) because it was really, really good. So Tarika, thank you so much for the energy that you bring into, you know, the spaces that you take for the knowledge for how gracious you are so thank you and I you know I mean the doors are always open to have you back and talk about business or working or anything I am ready anytime you're ready I am down absolutely (laughs) and for all of you that listen to this episode thank you so much remember that you can leave a review on iTunes you can join our uh, Facebook group and once again thank you for listening and until next time ciao Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.